welcome to the Glow Journal Podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Three Warriors, Corbin Halliday. Three Warriors' existence really stems from Corbin's hospitalisation in 2014. Corbin had grown up in Tasmania with dreams of making it as an actor in Hollywood. Upon finishing school, he moved to Sydney and began auditioning and was subsequently signed to an agency in Los Angeles. Within months of landing in Hollywood, Corbin realised he didn't actually enjoy acting at all. So he moved back to his hometown of St. Helens and went back to the career drawing board. Corbin started working as a hairdresser and became a very successful one. However, he was forced to give it all up upon falling ill in 2014. He began experiencing daily migraines, nerve pain and blood pressure so high he was on the precipice of a stroke. After four years of tests and treatment, Corbin finally received a diagnosis that he shared more on in our conversation. It was during those four years that Corbin decided to change his lifestyle and, in turn, the products he was using daily. Discovering a gap for a legitimately organic, natural, vegan and cruelty-free tanning product, Corbin began working with a biochemist friend to bring the Three Warriors Salon Tanning Solution to life. Within six months of the brand's 2017 launch, hype and demand led Corbin to develop a range of at-home skin and tanning products. And as he reveals in this episode, there are several new products on the horizon. In this conversation, Corbin shares the deeply moving story behind the Three Warriors name, the trials and tribulations of receiving organic certification, and how a water-damaged apartment was really the catalyst that led to this red-headed boy from Tasmania launching a tanning brand. So I understand that you live in Tasmania, obviously grew up there. So let's start right there. What is your very, very earliest memory of beauty? Well, I do live in Tasmania and I'm from the east coast of Tassie. It was a town called St Helens, mm-hmm. um, very small little town, home to one of the best beaches in the world. In 2009, it was voted the best beach in the world, the Bay of Fires. So Ooh. if you think the white sand, the see-through water, absolutely magical spot to grow up. I cannot tell you the last time I saw a beach, so I'm really enjoying this description. Yeah, you guys have been through a lot. It's really quite scary, isn't it? Terrifying. Very scary. So my mum, she's my mum is so glamorous. She's always she would never leave the house looking a million dollars. You know, she had beautiful hair, put her rollers in the morning. She um, always had a full face of makeup and always looked stunning with her outfits. So obviously, growing up and seeing that, my mum looking so beautiful all the time, I took a long time in the bathroom to get ready. <laughs> I'll get a few knocks on the door. Um, and I was just doing my hair. I mean, like, you know, when you're a young little boy, you always want to make sure your hair looks right. Yes. Uh, and I'd spend, I think, probably half an hour in there making sure my, my little hair was out of place. And also um, playing around with all mum's skincare. I always loved, like, sampling different types of skincare. So it was always in my blood, I think, to, to have a skincare business. And she um, had lots of different brands. To this day, she still always changes different brands. Like she never sticks with one thing because she thinks, oh, you know, maybe this is not working or it builds up in the skin over a period of time. So she um, buys a different brand. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you've clearly always had an interest in beauty. I know that before launching Three Warriors, you had worked in beauty for about nine years. Had you always wanted to work in beauty though? What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? No, I actually dreamt of living in Hollywood and being an actor. That's all I wanted to do. Yes. Yep. All I wanted to do was get out of St. Helens, move to LA, which I actually did move there eventually. I had six months there and work in the film and television industry. So that's what I... All I wanted, I just would think about it all the time. I'd do drama at school and be in all the school plays and performances. And, yeah, I actually got to L.A. eventually yeah. when I was 21 and uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I got there, I was like, this is, this is completely not what I thought it was going to be like. So I ended up giving up on that career path. <laughs> so talk me through that career trajectory then. So you finished school. You So you go to L.A. when you're 21. What happened in between there and then what happened post six month stint in Hollywood? <laughs> so I finished my HSC, I drove myself straight to Sydney basically. Yeah. Uh, I got accepted into a really great agency over there. Uh, I worked from 5am until 1pm as a barista. So beautiful. Living the dream. And uh, while I was auditioning for anything that was on basically, mm-hmm. I did get some really great um, gigs as well. But the, you get, it takes about six to eight weeks to get a, a payment from them so it's not a sustainable job <laughs> um and i later loop, uh, moved myself to la because i got accepted into a really good agency over in la and uh yeah i went to my f- first audition over there and it just i just hit me i was like this is not what i want to do i'm not happy and i was kind of a bit homesick as well because i was still quite young at the time so i moved back to st helens mm-hmm. all the way back to st helens from la big big flight and I started working for mum in her real estate at the time that she had and was going to be a real estate agent. Got bored. Yeah. And <laughs> as you do. And uh, my mum, I've always loved art. I'm a pretty creative person. So I like painting here and there. And mum was like suggested that I should potentially look into hairdressing. So I did the $7.50 an hour. Beautiful. Apprenticeship wage. Yeah. And uh, stuck it out and became a, I'd like to say quite a successful hairdresser in Hobart in Tasmania and um, that's where my career started. This is a very broad question but were there any lessons that you learnt when you're a hairdresser, your career in beauty is really in its infancy, any lessons that you learnt then that you find you are still applying to your work now? Certainly. Um, number one lesson is to make people feel confident in their own skin. Love it. You know, yep, you watch customers come into the salon and you know, you know, they looked a little bit flat when they come in and then when they're leaving, they have this huge boost of confidence. That is very important to me. That's what my job is right now. So we're finding a lot of our customer base that is purchasing the tan or the first time they've actually worn a sunless tan before and it just gives that really beautiful natural glow. And, I mean, we all love feeling healthy and looking healthy and i mean when you have a, a tan on i never know this too gem you got most beautiful skin too i know you have but it, because that just makes your clothes and everything look and feel like so much better seriously i was having a whinge about something menial the other day and then i just covered myself in my three warriors mousse this is <laughs> this is no word of a lie just doused myself in it and then i was like oh actually life's pretty good <laughs> my partner was like, I just need to have this written down that the next time you're complaining about anything, just to be like, Jem, go put some tan on and you'll be in a much better mood. It always makes me feel so much better too. I think it's that time, like 
when you're not feeling well as well, especially I think for me, yeah. which is one of the big reasons why I started the brand. It's uh, it just, it just people don't realise you know, that you're not well because you have that like natural nice little glow about you. But when, I mean, for me, having red hair and being super pale naturally anyway, when I don't have a 10 on, people tend to ask me, are you feeling all right, Cortman? Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually feeling really good at the moment. I just haven't got a fake 10 on. <laughs> Always lovely to hear from a fan. You, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that um, not feeling well is a, a really big part of why you started the brand. Talk me through that time. I understand everything sort of changed around 2014. What happened? How were you feeling? Yeah, and I just woke up one day with these really intense migraines and they're super bad, Gem, that I got to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. There are like this chronic pressure in the back of my head. Uh, and I also had nerve pain in the inner parts of my legs and my feet and um, some I had really, really high blood pressure, which we later was diagnosed with when I went to the emergency and it just got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, being so young in your early 20s and having these kind of health symptoms just was super scary for me. So uh, it took a long time to, to get a diagnosis of what was actually going on. So it was really just sudden, like you just woke up and, oh, my God. Yeah, literally just sudden woke up with this. You know, you wake up with a, with a headache or a migraine, you kind of think, okay, maybe I might run down, not feeling well, it will pass. Mm. I never actually suffered from migraines before, so it was pretty scary. So I knew something wasn't right. And then it was the third and fourth day that I was still in bed. I was like, okay, I need to go to the hospital. It's just not getting any better. And I went to the emergency and they were just like horrified the nurses are running around me saying your blood pressure is sitting at uh, like really really high i was 200 over 125 which is actually quite close to having a stroke that's sustained Ooh. for a period of time and i had no history of having any blood pressure problems i was always super healthy and fit you know i had i did a personal training certificate as well when i was younger so i had to go through a course and um and have my blood pressure reading all the time it was always normal so that was pretty scary to hear that and yeah. to be sitting in hospital and in the emergency and nobody knowing what's actually going on with you. So something like four years of tests before you got a diagnosis, you were eventually diagnosed with something called chronic inflammatory response syndrome. What is that? What causes it? How were you diagnosed with it? How were you treated? So I went to a series of um, specialists all over Australia trying to figure out what was going on because no one could actually figure out what the cause of the problem was. And these these um, symptoms were getting worse and worse. Um, so I had to actually give up my hairdressing career, which was really sad at the time. Yeah. Um, and also I had a mortgage in to pay as well, Ooh. which is so having a mortgage and having no money coming in was, was crazy. So mum moved back in to help me pay the mortgage, which was great at the time. Um, and to help out because I was really unwell. So I went to a specialist in Sydney and this is after the four-year mark and nearly giving up because no one could figure it out. They were just medicating me with blood pressure medication and different sorts of things to help with pain. And he did some tests and he called me 48 hours later and said, you've got um, a build-up of toxins in your system. And I was like, pardon? What (laughs) do you mean? What do you mean toxins? Like... Like from hairdressing or what is that? He's like, no, you actually have um, you have mould, so black mould. Have you lived in a house with black mould before? And I was like, well, I did live in Sydney and, you know, some of those houses, I mean, I think everywhere has black mould, a small amount, maybe in the shower or... Uh, and then I thought, hang on, I lived in this parental apartment in 
in Hobart and underneath our floor, there was a lot of water damage we found out. So I was like, maybe that's where it had to be. Long story short, I say that mold um, produces uh, millions of spores in the air and you, in the air and you breathe them in and it stores into your fats in your body basically. Um, and is one in four people have this type of recessive gene that can give you a condition called chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And what it is, is it's where your internal body internally is inflamed. It's basically inflammation. So mm -hmm. I had a buildup of toxins in my system from hairdressing all those years and also this fungus that I had to try and get out of my body. What a combo. Great combo. <laughs> Expensive combo as well. Okay. So I was like, great, I've got a diagnosis. Um, for that, for me, having that, knowing, leaving that room and hearing that was like a relief to hear that there's something they found. Yeah. You know, it got to a point where you start stressing out thinking, you know, is it in my head? Is something wrong with me mentally and not speaking it up? Or So having that diagnosis was everything for me to then start researching about the condition. Yeah. So let's talk through that. Where do you go from there? You've got this diagnosis. Then I suppose you start looking at your lifestyle, products that you're using. Where, where to from here? First thing was eating clean. Like yeah. making sure about what, what, what's in the food I'm eating, where I'm purchasing it from. So buying stuff that's certified organic. You know, it was mm -hmm. pretty expensive to find that too. It's expensive to eat really clean. Yeah. Cutting out carbs and sugar, and which is super hard to do as well because I love eating sugar and carbs. So Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like reading ingredients in the back of everything that I use, including skincare, more exercise, doing hot and cold showers, swimming in the cold ocean. Um, getting the body to detox. I spent uh, six months in Melbourne having a treatment called hyperbaric oxygen therapy. What it does mm -hmm. is that um, you go into a small little chamber, it's super claustrophobic, and you breathe in 100% oxygen and it, uh, it lowers inflammation in your body and helps your body repair you know, over two years of damage in four weeks. Wow. Yeah, very, very expensive. I spent $37,000 on treatment. Whew. Yep. With a mortgage. Yep. Yeah, it was great. So I had a nice big debt to pay my family back, um, mm -hmm. but it gave me 85% recovery. So, I mean, there's not a lot of information on what's called mycotoxin poisoning, which is the fungus part of my illness I had. Uh, so we had to do a lot of research myself and try a lot of different treatments. Uh, it's Everyone's different the way everyone's body detoxes. Yeah. God, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. So, yeah. okay, so you're going through this treatment you are you're eating clean you are changing your lifestyle you're doing all of these things is it at this point that the idea for three warriors enters the picture correct yes so mentioning before too early that i'm super pale and red hair which is great but you my... look naturally tan well that's because I'm wearing three warriors. <laughs> Ta-da! But it, Ta like it, it does look so natural. Yeah, it, does. it is very natural. It's a beautiful colour. It's really nice. Uh, my family are all naturally quite tanned and blonde. So I had the red hair in the family. And growing mm -hmm. up, I think also my brother and sister like to tease me a little bit about it, uh, <laughs> which I've never gotten over. No, <laughs> um, Obviously making you tan. No, and I started like obviously back to feeling good and confident in your own skin. So I started researching about um, all the self-tanning products I had in my bathroom, reading the ingredients in the back of them and was horrified absolutely horrified Gemma like some of these ingredients cause so many problems in your body and a lot of, lot of, lot are leading back to inflammation problems 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to make sure I'm cutting this out as well, cutting these toxins out of my system in skincare and tanning. So I researched the market and found a couple of tanning products that were natural, as you can get at the time, and tried them, and they didn't suit my skin tone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to make something. So it sounds easier than what it was, but I spent two years formulating Three Warriors. And uh, a good friend of mine is actually a biochemist. So we spend a lot of time together. We like to call cooking yeah. and um, formulating the range. And we, we had, I don't know, 10 or 15 different formulations and none of them worked. Like none of them worked. And it's, it's, it was the last one that we did actually when we gave up that. Uh, I remember washing the, I made the spray tan solution first, which is a professional range we've got. And I washed it off and I remember FaceTiming my friend and saying, oh, I've gone like this really like light purpley colour. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm giving up, you know, it's not working. And then I w- went to bed and woke up in the morning and looked in the mirror and it was the best colour tan I've ever had. There you go. And I FaceTimed her and she's like, I want to stock it. <laughs> so this is how it all started. She's a beautician. So, Yeah. Amazing. So this is, I mean, you've kind of just touched on this, but I love hearing about the process because it's one thing to be looking through your bathroom cupboards and saying, okay, I've identified the gap here. Another thing entirely to go, yeah, okay, I can, I can fill the gap myself. I'm going to make a product. You've mentioned that your best friend was able to help you come up with the formula, but I mean, where, where does one go from deciding, okay, I want to launch a brand. How do you find the manufacturer, source the packaging. There's so many moving parts. Research. So the first thing you want to do is um, write everything down, every idea that's in your head. I mean, I think also it was a big distraction for me because I was still, you know, quite unwell when I was doing it. So I just started writing all this stuff down in a little diary about like what I wanted to have in a product and all the agreements that I had researched through Google, through yeah. Google and that I want to have in there. So anti-aging, nourishing, making sure that all these things, basically the formulation did what it said. You know, mm-hmm. if it's organic, I want to actually perform like that too. So I spent a lot of time, um, a lot of time on the internet, basically researching and finding the ingredients. And I went around to a lot of different suppliers in Tasmania, uh, lo- locally sourced, sustainably sourced ingredients come from our products from Tassie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and spent and spent heaps of time with my friend back and forward. Uh, look, it's not rocket science. If you want to start a brand, do something, just do it. Take the risk. It's there's trial and error or trial and error all along the way. It's not easy, but if you have determination, you can do anything in your life. Love it. How long did that process take from the moment that you are sitting in the bathroom coming up with the concept through to it being available? About two and a half years. Whew. Yeah. Which is like I I get it. To make a good product. It's <laughs> These things don't just happen. No, and if you're a perfectionist like me, you want to make sure that you have everything right to a T. That was the thing. So, um, yeah, I, I basically, after my friend said she wanted to stop it in her salon, I dangled the brand in Tasmania to see how it would do and it just absolutely flogged and it did so well in Tasmania and that's how the brand started. And I was like, okay, well, I need to formulate more products. So I started getting into doing the gradual tan, the face tan mist, the self-tan mousse and then the exfoliant as well and you know today it's doing very very well we're very lucky where it's for the brand's got too 
Let's talk more about being a perfectionist when it comes to the formula. Obviously, Three Warriors products are Australian made and we've touched on them being natural as well. There is a lot of confusion around that word natural though because there is so little regulation around it. So what were your absolute non-negotiables when it came to the formula and why? This is a great question, Gemma, because there's Why, quite a lot of brands you. on the market <laughs> that claim they're natural, organic. And the reason why they do that is because they have, and this is what's really important about looking at the back of your labels when you're purchasing something, which a lot of people are doing now, is uh, if they have one ingredient in it that's organic or one that's natural, they put it on the front of their label, they're organic, well, they're natural. Mm-hmm. And it's it's upsetting to see that. So You can I, slap a leaf on the front of a product <laughs> and <laughs> anything goes... Literally. So I guess some really important ingredients that I didn't want to stay, have anywhere near my formulations were theonoxyethanol, which has been around since the 1950s. This is used as a preservative in product. Mm-hmm. It's in most skincare and um, products and, and perfumes. It's extremely toxic, very toxic mm-hmm. for your body. Artificial pigments, silicons, parabens, anything you saw or you see in the back of a label with a number next to it, stay clear from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the other side of that coin, what are some of the hero ingredients? You've mentioned there are a number of really incredible native botanical ingredients in there. So yep. what are the what are the heroes? My favourite ingredient uh, is the Tasmanian olive oil. So to, to source this ingredient in Tasmania, imagine Tasmania, obviously, you know, it's such a beautiful green natural state. Um, but And not many people that have the olive oil farms here that actually don't certify the products they don't need to because it is organic mm-hmm. but for us to use it an ingredient has to be certified by a certain party to use it mm-hmm. so there's these two women in uh, flinders island little island off tasmania and they still press the olives themselves when it comes to me in this massive green goo and it's like one of the most incredible hydrating ingredients you can possibly put in your skin wow uh, we've got like chamomile flower We've got, which is really good for inflammation of the skin, people with psoriasis, eczema and dry skin. We've got avocado oil, aloe vera, uh, even down to the water that we source. You know, we, we, our water we hit here is from Hearts Mountain. It's one of the cleanest water uh, supplies in the world. It's got natural electrolytes and minerals in there. It's really hydrating for the skin. You've mentioned that when you are using ingredients, they need to be certified. Three Warriors has received a number of certifications, which is no mean feat because it is such a process can you talk me through what that certification process entails and also what they actually mean and how long the process takes it's an absolute nightmare yeah (laughs) everything i've heard points to it being truly the stuff of nightmares but worth it you think about making a formulation at home with your friend you know not going through the manufacturer straight away it's a nightmare. So it was a big process for us. I think it took about eight months to have everything comply. So we are certified, the whole range is certified by the OFC, the organic food chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's certified safe enough to eat it. You wouldn't eat it. I mean, look, you if you could, if you could and it made you go a nice natural colour, who wouldn't? <laughs> and it was safe. <laughs> um, it's certified both Australian toxic free. So uh, every ingredient there is safe and not toxic for human, uh, it's a certified cruelty-free and vegan. So to obtain these certifications, we have to comply by strict regulations to make sure each ingredient in there is safe to use for humans. And it's super strict, isn't it? Like they are looking through every 
bit of the supply chain with a fine tooth comb? Literally, yeah. So obviously we grew pretty quickly, so we had to go through manufacturers to help uh, produce larger volumes of the product, Mm -hmm. which has been great. But they get every year, they have uh, an audit, making sure they go through every single thing. They come to our office as well and go through everything in our office. So it's really great to see that the job's done properly. And so if you do their certifications on any products, know that what you see is what you get. Basically, that product is very safe for you to use. Another, of course, very important part of the brand development process is coming up with the name. Now, I know the story here is quite a personal one, so feel free to share as much or as little as you wish, but where did the name Three Warriors come from? My father was a cray fisherman and um, we're living Helen's also quite a fishing town as well where I'm from so he was fishing and with his two best friends and was hit by a freak wave their boat which is extremely rare to happen especially in Tasmania and they went missing we found bits and pieces of the boat on the shore uh, a couple of days after but the bodies went missing so my dad um yeah, it was a really, really sad time. I was 10 years old at the time and us, my brother, sister and I band together, there's three of us, and mum called us the Little Three Warriors. So that's where the name comes from. The Warriors Warriors also developed as a mantra for the health stuff I've been through and also to make people feel confident when they're using it. Everyone's a warrior that uses the product. Everyone is fighting their own battles in their life. So why not feel good to use something that's natural? Love it. Like the products are amazing, but it's so nice knowing that there's a story there. The logo is quite personal too, isn't it? Could you share the story there? Yep. So if anyone's been to Tasmania, my favourite location in the entire world, and I've travelled a little bit as well, is a place called Coles Bay uh, and they have these amazing, huge hazards, rock hazards. And when the sun goes down, these hazards light up like bright orange. It's incredible. So that's where I got the idea of the logo from. I visit uh, Coles Bay quite a lot. It's just so magical there. I'm circling back a bit here. You mentioned that one of your friends fell in love with the product, wanted to stock it. How did you then go about physically getting the product into other salons and then from there launching the home products as opposed to the professional range? Seven days a week work. Yeah. I started researching um, every health food store across Tasmania mm-hmm. and then obviously soon then after Australia and uh, every salon as well that focused on having that little bit of a clean beauty in there as well. So I just literally I actually sent out so much free product. So I, was, I wasn't sure what I was doing when I first started. So I'd send the full range out as well to every single place I was contacting. So it was a, and constantly trying to call back and making sure they tried the product. It was it was pretty full on, but that's how the brand started um, to start growing on the market. And uh, today we have a really great team of reps and we've got a thousand stockers Australia wide and launching into one of the biggest department stores this month, which is really exciting. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So um, all that hard work's paying off, which is great. So that was around 2017 that you launched Professional. How soon after that did you launch the home products? Six months after. God, that's yeah. quick. It was super quick. I already had started playing around with cream bases, so the gradual tan, uh, the Tasmanian sand scrub, and um, the self-tan mousse is a very similar formulation to this professional. It's just mm-hmm. got a couple of foaming agents and stuff and natural products in it. Um, so it wasn't 
it was a no-brainer to bring it out. I just didn't know when. I wanted to see how the solution would do first. I'd already had designed packaging and I'd already had had samples of packaging to you know, arrive to the house at the time. And it was just a matter of having it all made and feel quickly. So there are a few different products now. Has there been a standout bestseller or one where you just could not have predicted the response? Yes. The Face 10 Aqua Mist has just gone absolutely viral. Yeah, that doesn't so, surprise me. Especially at the moment, I think when we, well, not for myself because I'm very lucky to live in Tassie, we have, actually haven't had um, a whole lot of lockdowns as yet, but no doubt it will happen. But um, people, women are finding, and men, that they don't want to wear makeup and they want to have that little natural glow that are talking to their friends on Zoom or FaceTime or even just feeling confident at home. So they're using the face tan mist because it gives that really beautiful natural glow and really hydrates the skin. And it's also used as a toner as well. And it's super easy to use. You don't wash it off and you just reapply and gradually build it up. Yeah. See, I, I actually, I don't do this with many tans, but I have no issues putting the mousse, a bit of that on my face. Other yeah, of course. tanning mousses will just break me out, but really? I'll do the mousse and then I top it up with the mist because I'm a yep. lunatic. That could have been, it depends if you've been using, um, a natural or an organic base mist because some of the ingredients there can also be quite drying for the skin. It can also cause your um, pores to clog on your face and cause breakouts. But the mousse, all the products you can use in your face and full body. They are so good. They, so lovely I mean, to hear that you love them. I, I genuinely <laughs> do. I really, really do. And that's awesome. It would be remiss of me not to ask a few tan-specific questions, given yes. that all, most of us are at home <laughs> doing our own tans at the moment. Yeah. Do you have any tips for applying a perfect tan every time and what are some of the most common mistakes that people are making? Always use a self-tanning mitt. Obviously use ours yeah. if you can, the eco-friendly tanning mitt, uh, to apply your self-tan mousse. Do not use your hands, please. <laughs> I see this so much and I can even say this for some of my friends that don't listen to me to this day <laughs> and wonder why everyone's looking at them and looking at their hands. If only you could have had words with 16-year-old Gemma who <laughs> was heading off to God knows where with her pharmacy brand... <laughs> orange can of god knows what going no i can do this with my hands some women just like their hands to be darker i think because they look down and see it but there's there's other ways of doing that i mean using it the eco-friendly tanning mitt is really great yeah. because you use one southern mitt for application so you use it to put all over your full body face hands and feet and then you flip the mitt over to the dry side you haven't used and you buff in the hands the face and the feet and the ankles with it so it gives that really flawless color every single time and you can build it up to if you want to make it a bit darker in those areas, and then you reapply as well when it washes off the next couple of days to build up the tan to be darker, or you leave it on longer processing time. That's a good thing about Three Warriors is you can have it on for an hour, wash off for a light tan, or you can have it on for five hours for a darker tan. Yeah, so I'm it suits a five all hour skin. Girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm a five hour boy too. So it suits all skin tones, which is really cool about it as well. But um, another big tanning tip for me would be is make sure you exfoliate your skin. I mean, we're super lazy to do that, but 24, 48 hours beforehand using our Tasmanian sand scrub is will give you the most flawless tan every time. Super important. And one more super important tip, Gemma, would be when you're using the Three Warriors products because it is an organic formulation, make sure when you're having your first shower with any of the products, you shower no longer than 60 seconds. Ah, that's a hot tip. Yep. 
your tan will develop for 16 to 24 hours after you've washed it off. The way that Three Warriors was designed is we don't need to sleep in our tans anymore like back in the day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you can't sleep when you're sticking to the sheets. Um, you know, you don't have to do that anymore. You can leave it on for the five-hour full processing time and build it up to the colour you desire and wash it off and it will still develop for the next 16 to 24 hours afterwards. We live and we learn. We do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can vouch I've been had shocking tan experiences in the past as well. So It's a beauty rite of passage, I think. <laughs> yes. It's the only way to truly learn. Speaking of living and learning, you have been a part of the beauty industry for quite some time now. What have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen within the beauty industry over the last few years? There's been some massive ones. People are picking up the product, looking at the label. They're Googling or researching the ingredients to find out what is actually in it. Mm -hmm. People are looking for the certified organic status on on the on the product as well. You know, clean beauty is on everyone's mind. So what we're doing is we're finding that customers are becoming more aware about being certified organic, being certified toxic-free, vegan. Vegan's huge, which I think is really, really great as well, and being cruelty-free. People are wanting to purchase and partner with an Australian-made product and making sure that they have all those certifications. So I think in the next five to 10 years, we're only gonna be using organic product and I mean certified organic product not products that say they're organic (laughs) (laughs) there will no doubt be a bit of overlap here but what are some of the changes you think we can expect to see from the industry over the next couple of years I think we'll find that a lot of existing brands that we've been using uh will be reformulating yeah reformulating to make sure that they're using plant-based ingredients and I'd say cutting out all the crap basically my final question what is next for Three Warriors? There's so much going on, Gemma. So much going on. <laughs> we've, uh, we've, I have with the team, have formulated a new range, which will be launching very soon. I've got a product launching next month, which is for the body. Mm. You will love this one, actually. Um, and I've also got a full other range that's completely. It's not tanning. Oh. Mm. Uh, it features some really beautiful. Uh, anti-aging marine collagen, hyaluronic acid, uh, ingredients from the Tasmanian oceans. This is a scoop. Yes, very much so. And uh, we'll be launching that at the end of the year. So watch this space. It's a, it's a very beautiful range. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'm really excited to launch it. We've also, um, depending on what's happening with the world at the moment, uh, post supposed to be flying next year to the UK because we're launching to the UK. Uh, we have launched to Netherlands, Iceland, Luxembourg, and soon to launch into the US as well. That was Corbin Halliday, founder and CEO of Three Warriors, which you can find on Instagram at Three Warriors. To read this interview, you can visit glowjournal.com. And for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty and business lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.